2: Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event. The Seattle Hemp Fest, speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20 year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Julie Chiarello, Director of Sales and Marketing at Skunk Magazine. As a woman in business for close to the last two decades, Julie Chiarello enjoys bringing green, cutting edge products successfully to market and empowering other women to succeed. She is a medical user, a herbalist, and believes in the use and protection of herbal medicines in all their forms. Julie is a champion of new style business that upholds the tenets of sustainability, empowered consumerism, philanthropy, and a more intelligent use of our collective resources. She has successfully built and led the sales teams of various companies within the yoga, health, and wellness industries and entered the cannabis market in the vaporizer manufacturing segment, where she was blessed to cultivate a global network of friends and activists. I'm delighted to have Julie in the virtual hemp present studio with me today. Welcome, Julie, to Cannabis Radio. Hola, mi hermana. <laughs>
3: Hola, mi hermano. Thank you, Vivian, for having me.
2: My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure, Julie. It's, it's been a while in, in the making. I have heard that you met skunk founder John Vergados who's been on this show at a conference, and you just started talking about subjects that you were both passionate about. Uh, can you describe that encounter and also give a brief history and description of Skunk Magazine for those that aren't familiar?
3: Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a wild uh, mythological story, and um, I'll offer the condensed version for our listeners. But we met on the side of the road at 1 in the morning, or thereabouts, and uh, John was in the company of a European distributor that I had been tracking for a couple of years to carry um, the vaporizer that I was uh, the sales and marketing director for, Magic Flight, and so I really wanted to talk with this guy, and he, he ended up being on the side of the road after a whole weekend of conference, and John happened to be in that company. And uh, I was with four or five women who I was helping to mentor in business. And later on that night, when we all got together uh, to have a drink and kind of a nightcap for the evening and several joints in, John looks up, it's a very stony room. And he says, what is this? Is this some kind of witch's cult? And I said that we're white witches because I am an herbalist. Um, But I said, more than that, we're um, a cult of Artemis, which is what I had lovingly called it for several years. And John, at that moment, opens up his chest and he has Artemis tattooed on his heart. And I was saying to him that I like to train women how to hit their mark in business. And that's what I'm really, um, you know, excited about. And, And as you said, we started talking as the weeks went on. About all of these different concepts with organics and sustainability and protecting seeds and seed culture and seed histories and, um, you know, imputing this into how we do business. And then that, the rest is history. And Skunk is, you know, a 15 year old publication that's been devoted to organics and sustainability uh, the entire time um, and also to covering the top breeders in the world. And in addition, when I came on about five years ago, I coined the term green renaissance to tell the story further about this renaissance that we want to see happen within how we do business uh, on the planet and certainly cannabis industry is a spearhead of that as is cannabis as a medicine to help I think bring consciousness on the planet. So those are Skunk's devotions.
2: I want to dive a little bit deeper into the green renaissance concept but, but first Skunk began as a print publication. Um, how, is it, how has it been? How has the magazine had to adjust to this new digital age? Uh, not, not, we're at a, at a time when actually not every, everything did begin as a print publication.
3: Yeah, great question. Um, we were not only coupled with the, the need and desire to, to modernize, but we also just finished fighting a five-year court battle in the Canadian courts for seed importation and seed trafficking. And that struck a near mortal wound to the magazine. I say near because it definitely was one of the hardest fights that we ever had on our hands to attempt to protect the magazine and in the same token to modernize it and bring it forward. So we've been hard at work. Uh, The court case and the six-month house arrest just ended for John literally uh, about 10 days ago. And we've just merged with a new group called Puff Digital Uh, And We've relaunched the website. We're relaunching the digital magazine. Um, We're relaunching the retail card and doing lots of different things um, in terms of solutions and services for companies um, so that we're much more than just a magazine. We can actually help to incubate brands. Um, And so that's the way that we've chosen to modernize. And it really is showing that new style business in action. And we still have, you know, 5,000 doors all across North America, Barnes & Nobles, magazine retailers, and head shops, and it's just four issues a year instead of what it used to be, which was 13 print issues. Now we're just down to four. So we've condensed to do one every quarter, and then we're relaunching the global uh, online magazine um, just this coming month. So it's, it's right now in the process of further modernization.
2: So you're coming out seasonally now?
3: Yep. Yeah. For the print seasonally and then digitally, you know, in terms of the modernization piece, just to answer your question further is what we've done is we've uh, tapped into all of our relationships globally. Um, You know, John and I both have been blessed to travel the world and go, you know, to every cannabis relevant country for the most part um, and visit people and talk with people and hear their stories and cover their stories. And so You know, what we realize is that we do talk with the the true stewards of the plant, the true thought leaders, the true change makers. So we've been inviting them to speak in the space. So as you go to skunkmagazine.com over the next couple of quarters, you're going to see a lot more content from the top minds around the world. And that's the vision. We've even asked you, Vivian, to republish um, some of your archives over at Skunk. And so the idea is that it shows solidarity in action. And it really shows, as I said, the top minds speaking um, themselves. We're not trying to create our uh, own um, original content and pay writers in the old traditional way. It's, it's a definitely a different model.
2: You speak of the green renaissance. Let's dive a little bit deeper into what does that mean to you?
3: Well, as you, know, as you said in the beginning, in the intro is that I, I am an herbalist and I studied herbology back 20 years ago. And um, I was working in the organic health and wellness industry and the yoga industry for um, a long time before getting into the cannabis industry um, 14 years ago. And what really spoke to me was the fact that, you know, we were in a post-industrial, post-capitalist world. And that is very real. Many economists have said it. And so, you know, looking to that, I love history. I've always been a history buff and love to look at things in terms of, you know, not just decades, but along centuries and, and what happened, you know, and I was thinking back to um, the time of the last renaissance and, um, you know, it took 300 years for the last renaissance to happen. And, you know, five years ago, uh, it was really popular to hear people say in the cannabis industry, the term green rush. Which I found to be particularly insulting. And, um, you know, considering that millions have died uh, globally in this so called drug war, and uh, that I feel that prohibition is a a genocide. Um, And so, you know, and it's not often spoken about in that way, but it's factual, you know, millions of people have died fighting for the right to utilize this plant. And we're still in the fight of our lives in North America in general. So about five years ago, I stopped using the term green rush. I never really liked it, never really used it, and coined the term green renaissance. And the idea is that, you know, the earth is propagating consciousness with her plants, cannabis being the mother plant, but mushrooms and many other wonderful plant allies have been made available to us to help consciousness. And I'm a big believer in, you know, the work of Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts, um, you know, Ram Dass, and and these guys that to me were, you know, a part of a first wave. Vivian McPeak, you guys were a part of a first wave of people who were really woken up and applying that to business. And so this is what the Green Renaissance means to me, is that we're, we're really pushing a renaissance in how we live on the planet, how we do business, these things aren't supposed to be compartmentalized anymore. It's not, oh, you know, you're making money over here and your portfolio looks great while you poison rivers, subjugate third world nations and, you know, poison our soils. You know, that that's not something to be proud of anymore. That's not something to, to tout as, as being success. And so Green Renaissance for us means, hey, This is a full-blown renaissance to say, what are we proud of? What does success mean? And I think cannabis is what's really guiding this is that, you know, she wants to see us apply these things in a new way.
2: Beautifully said. My guest is Julie Chiarello from Skunk Magazine. We're going to take our first pause for the cause because believe it or not, there's flaws in the laws. Come right back with our second segment.
1: Time to roll out for the people that let us present Hang Loose. We're coming right back.
4: The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award winning Cannabis Conference and Trade Show hosted by the cannabis industry's only National Trade Association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre conference workshops and off site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com.
5: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? and smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment.
4: Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to
1: Hemp Present only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of
2: hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with Julie Ciarello. Julie, what is the regenerative farm movement all about?
3: Awesome question. Um, the regenerative farm movement is really about looking at and remembering, to me, ancient wisdom and marrying it with modern understandings, modern technology. And there are you know, people around the world right now that are waking up and remembering this idea of us being stewards of the earth of practicing husbandry, um, you know, husbandry was the old way that we all had of observing nature, working with nature through observation to understand how to best work with with her, with the plants and with the seasons in order to get great yields, in order to develop new um, styles of uh, you know grafting came from husbandry you know how did people figure these things out it was from observation which is the most ancient form of of learning and understanding in our world and you know many people have forgotten these ideas with factory farming and you know uh, you know where 60 70 years ago people customarily had a home garden Uh, You know, that has really, it fell away dramatically, right, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we see where it's led us. And now there's kind of, just like there was a back-to-earth movement back in the 70s with the hippies leaving the cities and going to the land. I I feel like we're in another round of this movement, of of, of another round of back-to-earth, and it's with these regenerative farming leaders. And essentially it's the tenets that you would find in permaculture um, where you understand that everything in the ecosystem is interconnected, and if you pull one string here, it's going to affect something over there. And so, the regenerative farming movement is really just tapping into our innate wisdom as farmers, as people who can can work with the land to yield incredible results. And you're always, you know, you're always aware of your ecosystem.
2: The, you, you, you mentioned briefly that. You as an individual and Skunk as an organization are celebrating the end of a long legal, legal battle and sentence. What, what came down? What has that been like for you? Uh, and it, it's kind of really symbolic of the whole struggle a little bit. Am I wrong?
3: Oh, you're very right, unfortunately. Um, and it was, you know, extremely painful. I mean, imagine as many people have experienced this. I mean, we are part of this so-called drug war is, you know, skunk skunk offices were raided um, when the magazine was 10 years old. Um, They found seeds on site, which were, you know, essentially, you know, John, my partner, he didn't get into seeds because he was just focused on seed selling and making millions of dollars. He really got into it as a way to power the magazine. Um, A lot of the companies wanted to do ad trade. Um, And they wanted to create genetic diversity in Canada. And uh, at the time, you know, Mark Emery had gone down and the need was there. And the Canadian government was trying to foolishly uh, push one strain, one generic strain, which just goes to show how much they, how little they know about um, the science that we have up until this point and, and how little understanding they have about what the true needs of the people are. And how little they care to know the true needs of the people. So John picked up the mantle with his other partner at the time and they started doing the seed trade and you know it really did help to continue to to make incredible diversity, incredible beauty in, in the Canadian marketplace. But you know, what happened when 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 they took that away. Is you know that the lifeblood of the magazine really suffered, and so we had to redefine how we were going to work with people, and how what type of companies that we were going to sign. And I did go more into the regenerative farming uh, movement um, in order to protect us. But what does it do to us? Um, I mean, we both have PTSD. We both have anxiety. Um, it's something that I work with each day. I talk about it each day. I give entrepreneurs tips on how to move through this stuff, because in a very real way, they tear your life apart so systematically, so completely at every level that in order to survive, you really ha- you're made into an unstoppable warrior because it's um, it's it, it's almost impossible. It's probably one of the hardest fights I've ever endured, and John himself has gone through. A very dark period, um, because he himself had to not only fight to protect the magazine, but also endure the, the whole, you know, court court visits and, and the probation and all of this arrest, stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. House arrest in, in the dead of winter, with uh, three hours a week only allowed out of the house. Huh. So. Keeping your spirits up in that kind of situation, and 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 he had it easy compared to what happens to some people. I mean, there's still people serving life in prison for Cannibus. a handful of marijuana plants. Yep. I mean, this is crazy. This yep. is the current climate that we're in. Is is this white is our, wealthy this is, this is our people are yeah. This is what yeah, people this call is our legalization,
2: Right. Where now the cops have a, a pot leaf on their card, and they come and they still come in with guns and arrest you, but they're the cannabis enforcement division or something like that. Um, so Skunk That's is right. in in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. What's the status of cannabis in Quebec right now, uh, and and how has Canada's recent reforms changed the landscape in terms of cannabis culture and and skunks reporting and, and that stuff? How has it been for you? overall?
3: Oh, it's a complete quagmire of corruption and greed. And I would say, you know, I'm I'm born and raised Californian. I spent four years in Quebec, and then I'm back in California now. And what I would say is just that, you know, don't believe the news that says, you know, Canada's legal now and everything's great. Just like you can't believe the news with what they're saying with California legalization, because those of us that are on the ground know And I would say this, is that Canadian is coming up with the same um, shitty results as California legalization, different method, but coming with the same result, which is thousands of companies going out of business, um, a usurping of the industry away from those who have fought and and waited patiently um, for a way to legally do business. Um, These are otherwise law-abiding citizens who have currently been shut out of the industry and they made it so that in order to get a license, this is even just recently coming through where they made it even more stringent in order to get a license. You have to have already built a multi-million-dollar facility, even before you're awarded the license. So what they're effectively doing is if you look at corporations like Canopy Growth, which is buying all kinds of assets up and they've got Snoop Dogg, they've got Martha Stewart, well, guess what else they've got they've got corona that has now invested in them corona is in cahoots with nestle all throughout mexico central america south america yeah one of the most corrupt factions uh and and now they have that association and now corona has now invested into canopy growth and it's it's really disgusting vivian that you know, and this is happening all over North America. That that so-called legalization happens. We're seeing a usurping away. We're seeing cultural genocide, and then we're seeing the big corporations and the big money, which is usually white and wealthy. Sorry to say, yep. is coming in like like uh, Boehner, I call him Boner, is is you know he 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 comes in and says you know basically I don't care that I uh, accosted people that I made, you know, millions of people suffer under my direct actions with the drug war. I'm going to come and cash in now. And he's on record. He's on video saying he doesn't care that there is no conscience. And, you know, and it just, it's sickening because Vivian, people don't know the science. If they knew the science if every American and every Canadian knew that they had an endocannabinoid system, and that that's why cannabis as a medicine works, that this isn't just a commodity as usual, then I think the story would change. You
2: no, know, I, th- I think you're right, and that's what we're doing here today. Julie Cirello from Skunk Magazine is getting the, your amazing truths out there. We're going to hear another word uh, from our sponsor advertisers, and then we're going to come back where our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to
1: roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
5: Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. In
4: 2018... The National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis friendly. NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, D.C. Join in advocate for our industry and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, DC. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019.
1: We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong Emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
2: All right, we're back with our final questions for Julie Chiarello. Julie, what are some of the activities that you're pursuing beyond your work with Skunk and any final words on Skunk and what you guys have going on?
3: Sure, great, Vivian. I just want to say thank you so much, too, for having me on. I so admire your work and your, you know, your legacy and everything that you've attempted to do to help consciousness come into the cannabis industry and, and be fostered on the planet. So, thank you. You are a renaissance man. Um, and and so, you know, other projects I'm working on, working with other great renaissance men, I, um, I ran into and had the pleasure of meeting uh, Richard and Phil Jurgensen of ProtoPipe. Um, they launched the ProtoPipe, back in 1969, a great year. And um, they had sold their company and they just got it back and they just launched a third version. So I've been consulting for them over in Willett and hanging out and we're getting ready to take the prototype Global once again. And it's new and improved and it's so exciting and it's all about the counterculture. And um, they also have an incredible uh, cannabis culture museum there in Willett that has one of the largest print media collections that I've ever seen. And so we're going to start to infuse some of these historical pieces and remind people, you know, what this was all about. The cannabis industry started with the back to earth movement. The cannabis industry started with figuring out how we could fix the problems in our world and come to, you know, better better conclusions, better understandings. And so I'm really excited to be working on that project. So definitely go and Check them out. Um, you can find them at Mendo-Pipe.com right now. Um, and then we're going to also be having the new prototype site um, that's coming up. So just stay tuned. And then if you want to check out what's going on at SkunkMagazine.com, um, we have, as I said, we're, we're really attempting to unite voices globally right now over the next year and have them all speaking in the space, showing solidarity in action, with those that are committed to organic sustainability, new style business, and not just you know lining their pocketbooks, but showing sacred wealth that we can all thrive, but we can also, we rise by lifting others, not just lifting ourselves. And so showing how beautiful it is to practice new style business that still gets us results. Hey, let's all be successful, but let's do it in a way where we're not creating more scarcity on the planet we're actually following the Earth's lead, which is the abundance model, where there is enough for everyone. We know that to be true. The scarcity is a lie, and let's keep on trying to figure it out.
2: Julie Currello, you are certainly a Renaissance woman, and the words you speak, as <laughs> usual, are rhyming with my heart song. My sister, thank you so much for being <laughs> on to present and for, for you and John and all the work that you guys do. I want to get to a weekly feature. 100% on CannabisReader.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. And I quote, Saving our planet, lifting people out of poverty, advancing economic growth. These are one and the same fight. We must connect the dots between climate change, water scarcity, energy shortages, global health, food security, and women's empowerment. Solutions to one problem must be solutions for all. And that was Ban Ki-moon, South Korean politician and diplomat, who was the eighth secretary general of the United Nations. That includes this installment here present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man at the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity because when it comes to prohibition you've got the right not to remain silent activism requires a voice find yours speak up for justice because resistance is fertile till then my friends stay strong stand tall toke it easy don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com the hempresent theme song take back the Plants," performed by Sticker Bush sung by a much younger version of myself turn with the music maestro because I'm out marijuana